0: You are tuning in to an archived episode of the Tommy's Outdoors Conservation and Science Podcast. After you finish listening to it, why not take a moment to listen to one of the most recent episodes? I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Welcome, everybody, to the first ever episode of Tommy's Outdoor Podcast. And today, my first guest is a very special guest. It's Greg Latour. Uh, who, with his wife, Ziggy, is running a uh, fishing lodge in County Cork, in, uh, near the village in Chigilac. Uh Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Tommy. How are you? Very good. Uh, thanks for uh, accepting invitation for the first episode of the podcast. No so, for our listeners, um, the, uh, we have the, the lodges um, located near the lake Loja uh, there are beautiful um, old cottages, and uh, also the um, main purpose, so to say, is uh, fishing. That's right, yeah. And so fishing boats for hire, engine for hire, uh, and a lot of fish in the lake.
1: That's true, yeah. It's mainly pike, you know, uh, my guests are after. Uh, there's coarse fish, there's uh, trout, there's eel, roach, bream, uh, but the main, uh, the main target is the pike, you know. Right. Yeah. And that's really how it started. Um, I think first time
0: I show up here in 2007, and uh, I was looking uh, where to fish for pike. And my friend Tom recommended this place and said, oh, let's start doing it. So it started with me where being, taking engine and boat and go pike fishing. But then sur- surely, but sh- slowly but surely, we figure out, OK, there's also you can book the accommodation
1: here and uh, and, and so on. So this is mainly accommodation for you, right? It's accommodation for anglers, but uh, we accept uh, non-anglers, of course, you know. Um, there's cottages from two, four, six persons, you know, and we got twin rooms and single rooms in the B&B as well. So you can stay overnight and have an early, early go at the pike, you know, and um, you can have a meal here as well in the evening if you come back. Uh, before eight, we serve meals up to eight o'clock, you know, and the breakfast starts at eight o'clock. The
0: meal, the meal, guys, the meal. The meal is worth its alone. <laughs> so, Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's it's fantastic. It's a, so. What else uh, people can do here? Because obviously we we're surrounded in beautiful scenic scenery. We have a uh, well, maybe not mountains, but hills and uh, fields and. Uh, Uh, a lot of other things to do outside of fishing
1: that's true Uh, I mean first of all the highest mountain uh, Shea mountain the highest mountain in County Cork is just opposite our lodge you know you can look onto the onto the mountain from the lodge so we get mountains not just hills you know (laughs) Uh, but apart from uh, the fishing you can uh, you can go canoeing you can go cycling walking of course mountain climbing you know Uh, there's uh, Horse riding available. We got two horses. Uh, We got an arena at the back of the house, so um, you know, in case the anglers bring their relatives, their family, you know, they can go, um, they can go walking. They Uh, can keep themselves busy while. Exactly, exactly. Not just fishing. There's a bit around it as well, you know. That's good. That's
0: good. And also. whoever stays with you can avail for deep sea fishing.
1: Deep sea fishing. Yeah, we arranged that. You know, there's a guy in uh, Union Hall. Um, they got two boats, you know, Jim and the son Adrian, you know. so we. Arranged. Jim highly
0: recommended. I caught my first shark while fishing with Jim.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Union Hall. That's about less than an hour's drive from the lodge. Uh, it's it's brilliant fishing and the brilliant scenery as well. OK,
0: that's, mm. that's, that's fantastic. Greg, tell me uh, and to our listeners, how it all started? Uh,
1: well, I came here myself. I'm, I'm actually German, you know. I'm, I came here about 26 years back. I, I bought the lodge, I bought actually a couple of ruins, you know, I have to say, you know, and converted them into living quarters. Um, it started with one boat, of course, with one cottage, uh, and it developed from there. So we got 20 beds now. Get, wow, uh, yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, it's 20 beds altogether, you know, so there's a bit of work involved as well, you know. <laughs> of course. Yeah, uh, I won't complain, but it's it's a seasonal job. You work from, uh, let's say, from March to October, you work flat out. And then you got a couple of months, which are a bit more quiet, you know, and uh, the pike have a quiet time then as well. <laughs> yes.
0: So this is seasonal as, as pike activity. It
1: is. I mean, you can go pike fishing in winter, you know, but a lot of people, you know, uh, don't fancy to be out in the the lake in a boat you know in the middle of winter you know so yes. uh, it's only for the for the determined people you yeah. know <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: okay, we forgot to mention it is also you're also guiding on the lake you're i'm you're guiding a, yeah. you are an angler yourself with a, of course yeah. years and years of experience
1: so. yeah yeah i'm fishing this lake for 33 years As I said, I bought the place 26 years back. Um, I'm guiding for the last 10 years because, I mean, you have to develop some skills and some knowledge of the lake over years and years, you know. I mean, uh, people call themselves guide, you know, but I mean, I want to be sure, you know, I can guide my people to catch a pike uh, and to treat the pike right, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, exactly, I heard yeah.
0: somewhere that charging your bodies to take them
1: fishing is not guiding. No, that's right, that's right, there's a difference, you know, but I mean, everybody's different, you know, but uh, I, I when I'm guiding, you know, I mean, it's it's the welfare of the pike that comes first, you know, it's not catching pike and uh, catching numbers and catching big size pike, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's the welfare of the pike, you know, and, uh, of course. Yeah. So, this
0: is, so the, uh, it is important to mention this, is of, of course, catch and release only. Catch and
1: release, yeah. Catch and release only, yeah. yeah. I mean, by law, you're entitled to take one pike under 50 centimeters per person per day. But I really encourage you to, uh, to release be, all the pike, you know. And uh, by law, you're not entitled to any pike over 50 centimeters, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and,
0: and, and like you said, this, the, the lake is, isn't, isn't huge. And uh, yeah. uh, taking care of the population of fish is, is very important. It is uh, to is, make yeah. sure that you know year after year after year we have fish to catch.
1: The lake is about six miles long, so it's it's a big lake. After you know, but it's not wide, you know, and um, it's got a lot of base. It's uh, it's not a round lake, you know. It's actually a chain of lakes. You know, they call it as well the Inchigila Lakes, or Lohalua. Uh, there's um, various depth, you know. It's uh, it's gone from one meter to thirty two meters at the deepest. Um, uh, there's, uh, six boats for hire, you know, boats and engines, you know, and I want to keep it at that because I don't want the lake to be overfished really, you know? Yeah. Yeah, mm. exactly. Mm.
0: And you, you're fishing that lake for 30 years. How do you, how's the population of bike changing? So is it, is it fishing, you know, because a, a common, common theme is like, oh, in the good old times. There was a plenty of fish and now yeah. it's not, it's. Is this the same here as it director? You... i would
1: I would say so. I mean, first of all, the population is probably the same, you know, but uh, there 's more fishing pressure on the pike, of course, over the years because more and more people get into pike fishing, and their um, their skills you know are improving you know the lures are improving, and you know, also the pike get clever after a while they know you know uh, if they 've seen a lure for the tenth time passing, passing by. They can name the lure you know right. and uh, so i think um there's still a lot of big pike you know but they're harder to catch mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. than, than 20 years back but
0: you're, you're 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 almost saying like they're harder to catch because they're getting smarter rather than they're, they're not
1: uh, well they learn you know they learn to a certain extent you know i mean um uh, dead bait works well because dead bait is a natural natural lure uh if you go for hard body lures or if you go for soft lures you know i mean the pike at some stage will learn you know yeah. they will know uh, the shapes and the colors of the lures and probably avoid them you know
0: yeah especially yeah. if they're being caught uh, yeah time. if they've
1: been caught before
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah of course it's interesting because because effectively what you're saying is that the improvement in the fishing technology in the lures and in the, in the yeah. rods and all that that really have effect yeah
1: well it's that and as well you know the amount of anglers you know um, going back 20, 30 years, you will probably be on your own on the lake, you know. Which is uh, weekdays, probably still the case, you know. But at weekends, especially if the weather's nice, there's there can be up to six, seven, eight boats on the lake, you know. Right. So um, I mean, that puts some pressure on the fish, you know, and they're getting probably a bit more wary about the situation. Mm. You know? mm.
0: yeah. Have Have you or 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 uh, whoever is in, in in charge of that ever considered? Uh, sort of a licensing fishing on the lake or just no not really
1: people? no not really no first of all it's it's a, it's a public lake you know um, the, the landowners around the lake the farmers basically they have the fishing rights on the lake you know they have the fishing rights in their deeds and it's not the ESB it's not the state it's uh, it's uh, the private uh, uh, property owners around the lake uh, that have the fishing rights so if they did, would decide to form a club They could bring up a license, you know, but uh, nobody's really interested in bringing in a license because it's a lot of uh, struggle and it's checking the license and, you know, I mean, the whole enforcement, enforcement, you know, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not easy, you know, but uh, no, we don't want to limit it, you know, and I think it's, it's right that everybody's got the right and uh, is free to fish the lake, you know, I don't think it's a good thing, you know, to bring in licenses Mm -hmm. and regulations, you know. Yeah. that uh that uh cut i mean uh, that that would uh, affect the people actually you know so yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. so more and more people are fishing on, on, on a lake a, yeah. and and you mentioned a big pike uh, so mm. usually you know these over metered long it's like a trophy right, it's yeah. a trophy fish yeah and i know there is a lot of these fish being caught um, true yeah, yeah
1: yeah, would you
0: say that there's more of them recently <laughs> i mean, like they're, they're, they're they, that so. Really, what I'm aiming here is like is is uh, catch and release, and like uh, yeah, making, making good, resu- giving good results, and you have a makes, more
1: big fish. It makes perfect sense to catch and release because, as many of uh, the pike anglers will know, the big pike are the female pike, you know, and uh, the ratio is nine to one, you know, in male to female. So the big females, you know, much more important for the reproduction uh, and. um so it makes sense to pr- uh, protect the big pike, you know. So um, they're, they're, they're important, you know, for the whole stock. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, any, any particular time
0: of the year that would be this favorable, or or maybe uh, if if you can walk our listeners through uh, seasons, um, yeah. you know, pike fishing, because uh, like I know, and it, it starts in the spring when when first the roach is spawning, and then. Uh, uh, pike is on the shallow waters and so on, could, yeah. you, could you walk us through this Yeah, through this of course, cycle? yeah.
1: I mean, uh, start of the year, the pike will be very deep, you know if the water temperatures are low and they go down to 3 or 4 degrees in winter um, pike are probably 10 15 meters down, you know uh, it's a time of year when you don't catch numbers of pikes, but if you catch a pike, it's usually a big one Um, They are not that active, you know, so you have to use um, smelly uh, bait, you know, like uh, herring, mackerel smelt uh, to attract them. Um, Going on then to March, April, you know, the spawning starts. This can vary, you know, at times, you know, they're spawning as late as late April or start of May. Um, During the spawning, I tend to leave them alone, you know, I don't want to, you know, uh, upset the spawning Uh, uh, and um, I leave them alone and encourage people not to fish the lake, you know, but it's a very short period. The spawning takes place over, let's say, a 10 day, two weeks uh, span, you know, and after that, they're very active. So if you come here, let's say, sorry, in May, the pike are in the shallows. They're very aggressive. They're hungry after the spawning. Um, and then there's the best to to fish them in a, with a short, short uh, yeah. um, surface lure jerk bite. Exactly. And yeah, frogs. Right. You know, rubber frogs, uh, surface poppers. So you know. can observe the pike approach. Exactly. It's it's spectacular. They... You know, when they shoot out of the water and grab the lure, especially the frog fishing. You know. I don't worry really know, it's artificial frogs, you know, it's not real frogs, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, rubber frogs and you can cast them right into the lilies and then you'll see, uh, if you're lucky, you see the pike shooting out the lilies and grabbing their lure and that's, this is truly a spectacular sight, you know. Yeah. Um, then further on, you know, in, into June, July, they tend to go a bit deeper again, they'll be found in three meters of water. Um, the water heats up, and they don't really like the yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, the water temperature goes up to maybe 18 degrees in summers. You know, uh, exceptional summers. You know, they go. The water temperature will be in the 20s. You know, but usually it's 18 degrees. You know, at the maximum. Um, going into September, October, now the pike move down the the water uh, table. You know, they 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 probably be down at five meters, six, seven meters. And then November coming, you know, um, they'd be down ten meters, fifteen meters in December, January. Right. So um, they're easier to catch when they're in the high water, you know, when than the top water, you know. So Yeah. yeah.
0: So <clears throat> Just you mentioned you mentioned level of the water as well mm. in, in a lake. It's, it's it's varies depending on the rainfall.
1: Right? Yeah, it's, it's 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 there's no dam. You know, I mean the whole Inescaro system doesn't have an effect on this uh, on this lake. You know, it's uh, it's a natural lake. It's formed by a glacier, probably millions of years back. And, wow, um, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, this that's, is because of a dam. No, no, no. The, the dam has no effect whatsoever. The so same, that's the river, river Lee. It's the river Lee. runs through the lake and it leaves the lake at Inchigila village and it makes its way down the Lee Valley uh, into Cork Harbor. Um, on the way, there's a couple of dams, but as I said, they don't have an effect on the, on the water uh, levels at the lake because uh, there's even some rapids and some waterfalls in between on the Lee um so uh, the water uh, levels you know which is uh, uh, regulated by these bee dams you know uh, it's it's got, doesn't uh, doesn't have an effect on local okay yeah okay. and actually is uh, b you know they don't have um, a say on local you know they don't have fishing rights on the lake you know i mean if you go into the website it says you know permits to be uh, bought by these b you know but that's not the truth you know the lake is yeah. fishing free you know it's okay. it's no permit there. okay, okay.
0: Yesterday I took a ride around the lake and I saw a lot of signs, no fishing, no fishing. Yeah,
1: that's uh, coming up lately. There was a lot of anglers, you know, uh, and uh, people in canoes, whoever, you know, leaves... They leave uh, rubbish, you know, on on yeah. on the on leave the, no trace, people. That's true, you know. It's uh, I mean, uh, you have to understand the farmers, you know. They um, they're um, they worried about their livestock, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's plastic bags and fishing line, mm-hmm. or even hooks lying around, you know, can be very dangerous for the yeah. cattle. Yeah. And uh, so some farmers decided um, to limit the access, you know. It's so uh, the
0: lake is surrounded by private land.
1: It's all private. It's all private. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And, um, and, and, I, and i
0: think that's very important to all the listeners and, and people who listen that it is extremely important to um, behave themselves and uh, and leave a uh, place uh, clean how you found it um because that's uh, really uh, uh sort of uh, how we live in that place we it, it's it's not only on our own this is for other people who are who, are, who want to enjoy the sport and uh, um mm-hmm. then essentially uh, there's a bad PR, so to say. Yeah. So that's very it's important.
1: probably just a minor- minority, you know, it's probably just one in 10 or one in a 50, you know, that leaves the rubbish behind, you know, but they sport it for everybody, you know. Yeah. So exactly. It's, exactly, um, my, exactly. That's exactly my
0: not a point. thing, you know? Exactly yeah. my point. So, um, best way, of course, to fish on the lake is from the boat.
1: It's true i mean it's not just because i rent the boats you know but uh, you have better access to all the bays, you know the lake is overgrown at times you know i mean uh, there's uh, uh, the fringes you know are covered by lilies and by by reeds so the access isn't easy from the shore you know if you come in summer you know you may get away without a boat because the pike are in the shallows and near the reeds you know if you come uh, let's say from september october it makes sense to have a boat because you can fish the deeper regions you know Right, yeah. right, and you can also trawling for. You can go trawling, you know. It's depending on the methods you like. You know, a lot of uh, people like to fish uh, from the shore with a dead bait out and don't cast or don't use lures. You know, then but it's really, okay. But
0: they really just putting six pack of beer and just sitting yeah, exactly. And
1: That's and... a relaxing way to go fishing. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, but. Uh, I'm a more active fisherman. I'd like to to chase the pike, you know, to to be uh, driving around the lake, try this spot, try the other spot, and mm-hmm. uh, go a bit of do a bit of trawling in between, you know, which is a, a successful method, you know, especially the trawling, because with the trawling. Uh, you can use big lures you know you uh, it's a lazy fishing as well you know lazy type of fishing but you draw you troll and you drag your lure behind the boat you know it can be kind of grueling like it, tra- it is yeah Trolling
0: yeah. fishing i remember my my fishing trick for for catfish in spain when yeah. we are uh, like for the weeks straight where we're trawling from yeah. from you know uh, we, we're starting do, before yeah. sunrise and uh, and it was sometimes, like like we were used to saying, it's worse than driving a bus because you don't have a stops.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, you have a stop if you catch a pike, you know. Yeah, <laughs> or, of course of, uh, course, of course. But, uh, yeah, it's, everybody's different, you know. I mean, um, some people troll all day, you know. I wouldn't be trolling all day because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's too boring, you're right, you know. I mean, what is
0: a good way of moving from spot to
1: spot? It is, it is, it is, yeah. You drive slowly, you know, and uh, um, gives you gives you the chance to use big lures, you know, which you don't have when you're casting. If you have a lure that's, um, let's say, 40 centimeters big, you know, how long, you know, you can't really cast it anymore. So you need different methods and that's Mm -hmm. trawling, you know. So, and that's for a really big. That's for big really pike, f- you know. That's for big pike. I mean, you have been amazed, you know. Times you catch a small pike of sixty centimeters going for a thirty centimeter lure, but mm-hmm. um, that's the exception, you know. I mean, big lures, big pike, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's the rule.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you? Of course, you probably had some anglers who were fishing for fly fishing for a pike. Of course, yeah. How, how does it go? I remember you were you were telling some time ago one, one story about the guy who was just just adamant about fishing fly fishing. And yeah. you obviously with a year's experience, and the lakes are like, no, you're not really gonna catch anything. And it was
1: it's depending on the time of year, you know. If you come in winter, you know, I wouldn't recommend fly fishing, uh, even if you use big streamers you know, and uh, uh, sinking line. You know, uh, it's 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 very hard to get down to water uh, depth of uh, 10 meters or 8 meters. Yeah. You know, I'd say when the pike are below 5 meters, you know, the fly fishing for pike isn't isn't that successful anymore you know it's hard work then after you know so at the right time of year especially may june you know in the pike and the shallows definitely fly fishing stream or fishing you know, is very su- very successful you know and highly recommended but not so much in winter you know i wouldn't do it in winter
0: oh, okay yeah. so any any of you listeners who are who are doing uh, fly fishing would like to try uh, fly fishing on the lake it's also available yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. go and go and try it in a- yeah. Greg, so obviously you're very passionate about the fishing. I am, um, and, and, yeah, and I'm angry. fishing all my life. <laughs> so, so this is not, not only business for you. This is, no, this is right, This yeah. is also like yeah, your hobby.
1: Yeah, and, and yeah. well, I, t- I turned a hobby into a business basically, you know. I mean, I'm fishing since I'm six, seven, eight years of age, you know. and I came to Ireland for fishing, you know, and stayed for the fishing, you know. And of course for the people and the landscape and... Uh, Know, the, um, the openness you know I mean you got lots of space here you know and um, it's uh, you don't have um, let's say neighbors that live down uh, 50 meters down the yard you know my neighbors are 100 200 yards away you know and you got all the freedom to do whatever you want you know that's yeah.
0: that's that's one of the fantastic things uh, yeah. for all you you people who are living in, in the cities yeah. you come here and you straightway relax your yeah. body relaxes and yeah. you just do the big breath in breathe out yeah. and you see that landscape and, and yeah. But so so are you fishing only on the lake here or are you doing any trips fishing trips outside of a lake for yourself as well?
1: Well, I do I do uh, go fishing pike fishing all over Ireland basically, you know, I just been up to Apollohorn on Northern Ireland, you know, which holds good pike as well, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. And you see different different uh, lakes, you know, different methods, you know, and you talk to different people, so it's uh, it's interesting, you know, to uh, to be uh, fishing different systems, different lakes. I go fishing here for trout as well. I've got um, I'm a member of the Gugon Trout Anglers, uh, and I, 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 I go fishing there for brown trout. You know the season is over now in October, of course. You know, but uh, from March on, brown trout is on the agenda. And there's Shea Lake. It's a small mountain lake up on Shea Mountain. You know, it's a very rewarding lake. You know, and catch a lot of trout there, but um, they tend to be small. Um, There's arctic char in that lake as well, you know, so that's a very uh, rare species, you know, it's an an endangered species as well, and they're very hard to catch, you know, uh, you don't catch them on the fly or you Mm -hmm. don't catch them on lures, you know, you catch them on... I caught them, yeah, years wow. back. You know, I haven't been doing it for quite a while now. And because is that, is They should be left alone, really, <laughs> you know. I mean, because they're rare, you know, and they're dangerous, as I said. Yeah, you know.
0: exactly. And is that like limited? Is it like, like I presume not everybody just can go, and go out there and fish? You it?
1: could go up there, all right, you know, it's okay. free. But it's a bit of a challenge because you have to walk a long way, you know, it's okay. not at the roadside. So, know.
0: potentially, to any of our listeners who decided to visit your place, yeah. th- that trout fishing is also available.
1: Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's mainly catch and release due to the size of the trout you know I mean if you want to catch a a trout you know and keep it for the pan that's fine you know but usually the trout here in this area are small so yeah. it's more for the sport than anything else well you know, of,
0: yeah of course yeah. And, yeah. and and we all about sport fishing yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, a, that's amazing
1: if you want to go uh fishing you know and fill your freezer you should go to the sea you know go fishing mm-hmm. on the ocean and i'll go
0: which by the way like we mentioned Greg, you also often,
1: i also do that yeah i go uh, shark fishing i mean shark is catching these as well but you may as well catch cod. you catch pollock and coal fish you know they're good eating fish you know and um, you can't do damage as an angler on the sea. You can't mm. do damage, but you can do a lot of damage on a lake. You know or exactly on a river, because you
0: know. it's closed ecosystem. And, exactly, and, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's only depending on its own. On yeah, its own. yeah, yeah. Right, great. Um, and so, but it's again, you're also traveling uh, outside of Ireland and
1: on some I do, exotic yeah. uh, fishing I do, yeah. trips. I do in winter, you know, I go fishing, uh, usually in warmer countries, you know, because yeah. uh, in winter it doesn't make sense to go to Norway or to Alaska, you know, yeah. so I go <laughs> I go fishing, let's say, I've been to Kenya, I've been to Mauritius, uh, Cuba, you know, them places, you know, and uh, oh, wow. uh, you catch exotic fish there, of course. Marlin. What was
0: your, what's your biggest, uh, or, or maybe not the biggest fish, but the fish that you're most proud of?
1: Uh, A blue marlin caught in Mauritius, you know, it was 396 pounds, you know, Uh, unfortunately it was killed, Uh you know, which I I don't like really, you know, but uh, you're talking about Africa, you know, so um, Mm. they they, they catch fish, you know, to eat them, not for the sport, you know, so... uh, it's uh, something that I'm not proud of and I'm proud of the fish but not the way that, that it, it was treated out. it ended you know mm-hmm. so, but I mean the fish, the fishing is great there you know and uh, you catch all kind of species not just marlin you catch uh, lot of you and I know uh, you catch uh, bonitos you catch my uh, my you know it's very, very and, interesting and how
0: does it work for you after after such a um, exotic trip mm. you're going back to a lake and is it like like oh my god these no, no, are no, no. like n- wow, n- not at all. no now no, no, we're gonna get it. I know I got this uh, this this question for my friends when I came back from Africa I said how how you can even go f- bass yeah. fishing anymore and I said like oh well yeah of course this is this is what I do so.
1: yeah no it's two different pairs of shoes you know I mean you can't compare the one with the other uh, there's different skills required to catch a marlin than uh, catching a pike you know especially the an example the marlin fish you know it's trawling and it's basically not down to the skills of the angler to catch a marlin you know it's the skipper you know skipper. It's it's skipper, the skipper you know he gets into the right position into the right areas you know and uh, pike fishing is more much more delicate you know i mean mm. uh, if you do it right, you know if you uh, approach it, you know um, with lures, you know I mean the dead baiting, you know casting a macro out, waiting for hours to, for the line to go. That's probably not as skillful as you know jerk bait fishing or streamer fishing, you know. Yeah. But the marlin fishing, as I said, it's it's uh, it's a bit of luck involved, of it's, course.
0: It's it generally the yeah. uh, case with the sea fishing. Yeah, this is really skipper yeah who catches the fish exactly know, the, angler? Okay, yeah, no. yeah. the
1: skipper uh, same on the irc the skipper puts you on the right on, onto the right uh, place you know onto the right position and then then you catch fish you know you fish over sandy ground in the middle of nowhere you mm. won't catch fish you know so the skipper has to has, has to have the knowledge you know and he i mean jim for example you know is fishing uh the, the irc for 30 years you know so he's got the knowledge he knows the spots you know of course and uh, that's why I like to go out uh, with the skipper and not on my own you know some people go out in a little rubber dinghy for miles and miles and miles you know I mean they're saving a bit of money ouch that's a little bit dangerous it's, uh, but it's dangerous you know and you don't get the results you get with an experienced skipper yeah of course of yeah. course We, yeah. we that, now when we're talking about that, that, that uh, gives me
0: idea maybe we uh, we'll record the uh, episode one day about the safety at, at sea because I have a few stories to tell as well True. and, <laughs> st- and speaking about the safety um,
1: you're obviously encouraging
0: people to wear a, a, yeah. a, a jackets a of course it's jacket. actually
1: the law to have a life jacket when you're out on a, on, a, on, a, on a lake on a river you know it's not optional no it's like a seatbelt in the car yeah. you have to have it you know and you have to put it on you know yes so and it's uh, it's it's uh, where the life jacket people and on yourself not in the boat that's right yeah yeah. it's the same yeah. as a seatbelt in the car you know if you don't put it on it won't help you You know because yeah. you fall into the water it's no good yeah. if the life jacket is in the boat you know yeah exactly yeah.
0: and and there's a very interesting subject because people often don't realize uh how important that is and say okay i can swim you know and, and really don't realize two things first of all when you get into the water your clothes are getting wet very very yeah. quickly and yeah. it's kind of uh, dragging you down it's very heavy uh, and then secondly, sometimes you get a thermic shock yeah, and, and yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's really quite different when you're just just walking your flip flops to, to the pool and jump into the pool. Yeah. And when you have a like like today, what's the temperature
1: of the water? The moment it's about 10 degrees. 10 you know, so, degrees. Uh, and you
0: all of a sudden not expecting, to drop into the 10 degrees water. Mm. You're before you do anything, you, you know, it's 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 often too late. So that's that's very important
1: yeah you there know. there were there
0: any accidents on the lake
1: no never never well, uh, i'm proud to say that you know i mean i'm, I'm not in charge of uh, all the boats on the lake you know i mean some people come with private boats and if they wear a life jacket or not you know it's their business it's not my business you know but all my guests have to wear life jackets and i fit them with life jackets you know and um, so far so good you know yeah. I mean, you hear different lakes, you know, like Loch Dirk, you know, it can be like an ocean, you know, and if you don't wear a life jacket there, you're lost, you know, I mean, yeah. you don't stand a chance in the middle of the lake like Loch Dirk, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um... These, yeah. these big lakes are can be dangerous. They can be very there's dangerous. There's wind
0: the, there yeah. and there's also rock. very. Yeah, the wind very...
1: changes rapidly, you know, the weather can change rapidly in Ireland, you know, so you have to be prepared, you know, and wear a life jacket, you know, that's all I can yeah, say, you know. Yeah. That's, yeah.
0: that's that's very important yeah, and, yeah. and everybody have a life jacket there. Uh, yeah when they, uh, can they be, uh, so are there controls on the, on the
1: lake? No, unfortunately, you know, the uh, in the fishery island, you know, they don't have a say on the life jackets, you know. It's actually uh, okay. the sea fishing bodies, you know, that they control the life jacket, you know, uh, mm. the wearing of the life jackets, you know. So, unfortunately, you know, we can't advise people, we can't advise them, but we can't tell people to wear life jackets, mm. you know. It's up to themselves, you know, and it's not checked I'm afraid okay. you're not. But
0: overall, there are checks on the lake because I know uh, 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 was it Few years ago, I was checking myself on a, on a boat, but this is like a fishery board who is checking whether people not pou- poaching for. Yeah, exactly, so
1: exactly. On. Yeah, as I said, I give people advice. I mean, I'm a water keeper myself on the lake, and I see if I see a guy not wearing a life jacket, I tell him, please put for your own safety, please put the life yeah. jacket on. But I, I, there's no way we can enforce it, you know. I mean, yeah. that's down to, um, as I said, the Sea Fishing Body is not yeah. not inland fishery island. You know. So you're water keeper on the lake. I'm the water what, keeper on the what, lake. Yeah. What being water keeper i uh, it's, it's a pri- I'm a private waterkeeper, there's uh, not much to it really. You know, I uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not paid. You know, it's a voluntary job. You know, um, I have a lookout. You know, see if people, um, you know, uh, accept the laws. You know, I mean that they don't kill pike, that they don't uh, live bait, that they don't use uh, excess amount of rods. You know. Um, mm. It's uh, it's uh, first of all I'm an angler so I'm inter- interested in the, in the in the welfare of the pike as I said you know, you're doing and, what every angler uh, should do anyway exactly exactly you know and then again you know I got a business as well you know so if the pike uh, is uh, if the pike is uh, decimated you know uh, I don't have uh, customers anymore I can open up a golf course or something you know mm. so um, mm. I'm interested for two reasons you know first of all as an angler and secondly as a business you know. Uh, that the pike uh, stocks on the lake are good or the general fish stocks on the lake are good because even if the, if the bream and the coarse fishing goes down, you know, it will have an effect on the pike as well because, I mean, they don't find enough food then, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. So for our listeners, what, what everyone can do if, if they think about welfare of pike, welfare of, uh, of waters, what mm. they can do uh, to help the situation?
1: I mean, first of all, they should use the right equipment, you know. Uh, if you're an angler, you should have all the necessary uh, tools on you, the right pliers, long nose pliers, cutters, you should have an unhooking mat, you know. So you should be prepared to catch a big pike, you know. It's no good to have a rod and a lure and go out and go pike fishing. You have to think what's happening if you catch a pike, you know. So um, that's the first thing, you know, have the right equipment, you know, have the right uh, tools, you know, on you. Um, secondly, you know, if you see people poaching, you know, don't be afraid to approach them, you know. Um, I mean, if, if they're aggressive or whatever, you know, just call the fishery boat. There's a 24-hour hour hotline, you know, you can call the fishery boat. And, uh, Is it like, uh, like white,
0: what,
1: 1-800-FISH? number i think yeah well i mean it's um, you see i mean it's, it's easier you know if you, if you call the fish about than to deal with the problem yourself of course. but uh, i mean if, if you gently save people exactly if you gently uh, approach a person and yeah. ask him you know why he's killing the pike you know i mean uh, if you see he's aggressive you know stay away you know but uh, be interested in what's happening around you you know that's Absolutely. that's all i want to say you know yeah because i mean it's for your own sport it's for the future of the fish you know for the pike fishing uh, so you have to you have to be aware that there are people out there that that uh, that are even netting you know, and doing bad things, you know. Right. You right. Know, so um, it's yeah, happening. I was
0: I was, I was reporting uh, illegal nets on, uh, yeah. on uh, the yeah. sea. Yeah. Yeah. Really same
1: different. on the sea, you know. Uh, it's same all over Ireland, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. if there's a profit to be made, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, You will, know, somebody will try, somebody to, will try to, to to do it, you know. So.
0: Now you said, you mentioned about unhooking and the handling a fish yeah. uh, once you catch the fish. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a uh, good subject, and, and let's uh, say a few words about it. Um, you mentioned that you need to have a long-nose pliers because yeah. if you catch those big fish, they big exactly, pike, yeah. big big uh, big mouth, and they all uh, very often just grab the lure very deep. They so do. you gotta have a proper tool to reach yeah. down, and especially
1: uh, especially if you if you're dead baiting, you know, uh, you shouldn't wait too long striking you know i mean uh, i strike after a couple of seconds you know uh, i i i rather lose a fish you know i prefer to lose a fish than to to, to spoil a fish you know so as i said the welfare is, is uh it's my first interest really you know and uh, but if you're fishing it's not that dramatic you know i mean usually a big lure don't get swallowed on the throat you know mm-hmm. but uh, still you need a, a player you know to 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 release the fish safely you know and uh, uh, probably you should have a guide uh, for the first day out piking because uh, he will show you how to how to unhook a fish, you know, because it's not easy. The pike uh, teeth are sharp. And the gills are razor sharp, you know. So yeah. uh, it's not just the fish will get damaged and will be bleeding. <laughs> Pro- I know, I know. You know I have a scars on my fingers from yeah. from pike. Well, fishing every man. pike fisher, fisherman has got uh, scars on his fingers. Yeah, not really know. pike fishermen <laughs> unless you have a scar. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's the way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> and what
0: about uh, you mentioned cutters, and uh, that's a uh, a lot of a lot of pike anglers. Uh, uh, re- sometimes reaching that point and say, okay, there's probably no point trying to unhook the fish anymore. I'm just going to yeah. cut the uh, well. Cut if the you, treble if and, you don't,
1: my, my, my view on it is, if you don't see the hook anymore, don't try to force it out. You know, if the if the if, if, if you come across an unfortunate situation that the pike has swallowed uh, the dead bait altogether, you know, and you just see the trace and no sign of a hook, you know, just cut the line as deep as possible. You know um then again you know if you if the the cutters i use the cutters mostly to cut hooks you know because yeah. if a, if, a, if a lures inside the pike mouth you know and there's a couple of hooks stuck in the pike mouth, you know you better cut the hooks it's easier to release uh, the fish then you know and it doesn't take that long you know i mean for the sake of 30 cents for a hook uh, yeah. or 50 cents for trouble hook you know uh, i mean the pike welfare is, is uh Absolutely. predominant you know so Cut the hook and release the fish as, as as soon as possible, you know. And really, fish should get rid of the of that of the hook within a couple of days. I am um, optimi- optimist- optimistically yes, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, depending on where the hook is sitting, you know. Yeah. Of course. If it's sitting in the throat, you know, and the pike can't feed, then you know, it's it's a bad situation for the pike. So uh, try to get the hook out if you can, you know, but don't force it out, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And uh, what about uh, barbless hooks, right? That's 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 a kind of maybe not a new trend, but more and more places are Yeah, enforcing barbless hooks. Yeah, it's it's, what's your it's, take on
1: that? it's it's not a bad thing, you know, I mean, as I said, you know, if you if you're interested in the welfare of the pike, you should use barbless hook. It's not a must, you know, it's not a law, you know, but it's definitely not a bad idea to use uh, to use uh, barbless hooks, you know, you probably lose the odd fish that's not properly hooked anyway. You know, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, sharp hooks are important, you know, that you have sharp hooks, you know, uh, and uh, the hooks shouldn't be too big, too massive, you know, too, uh, um, too thick, you know. Thin hooks work better, you know. Yeah. You know.
0: And so you reckon there is not huge difference between Barbara's hook and the barbed ones?
1: Not, not really. You know, I mean, um, it's it's probably better for the pike. Uh, you but, need to uh, keep
0: attention on a, on the line c- anyway, keep, and that's exactly. that's what keeps the fish. Exactly, than
1: exactly, exactly. You know, if you if you lose your tension for for a second, you know, the fish may be gone. You know, hmm. depending on how right. it's hooked. You know, so always keep the pressure on the fish and um, but don't force him in too fast you no know, bring him in gently you know i mean it's it's not good to rush you know fish into the boat because then the fish will be jumping around in your boat and will do more damage to himself than mm. being uh, out in the water and fighting fighting in the water you know yeah.
0: speaking about the equipment uh, mm. while you're handling the fish when mm. it's on the boat uh what's your take on the on uh, jaw spreaders. And... Oh, they're terrible. Uh,
1: sorry, but uh, I I don't use jaw spreaders. I don't use uh, the boga boga grip as it's called, you know, because mm-hmm. it will do damage to the fish. It's best mm-hmm. to handle on the fish. Mm-hmm. You know, it inside the gills. You know, be aware. You know, the 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 gills are sharp and the teeth are sharp. So you have to have somebody to show you how to grab a pike. Yeah. If it's the first time you're out, you know, get somebody with you who's done it before. And um, uh, I have a net as well. I hardly use the net, you know. Uh, I got a rubber-coated net. It's yeah. very good for the for for the skin of the pike, you know. Cause, uh, and also your
0: your hook on the lure not getting tangled. In, yeah, exactly, a, exactly. Net, you know? so you see, sometimes if, you have this, these yeah. these these nets, and uh, yeah, I, I witnessed that myself. There was uh, obviously there was bass fishing that, and uh, it took me maybe yeah. three four minutes to remove the fish, yeah. photograph it, and, and yeah. remove it. and then I spent another half an hour. Yeah. trying to untangle my lure yeah, from, yeah. from the net. Was, That's right. Yeah, I mean,
1: the rubber net is not that bad because uh, the hooks don't get stuck that badly in the net, you know. Yes. So if you're not safe, you know, if you're not sure about how to handle the pike, use the net, you know. But if you can uh, get away without a net, you know, I would encourage not to use the net because it's, it's not good for the... For, for 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 the skin of the pike, you know, mm. it may damage the pike. So you know. so
0: grabbing by the gills. By the gills,
1: and uh, this way, you know, the pike usually keeps its mouth open, you know, and it's yes. easier. So you don't need
0: a spreader. You exactly, exactly. Yeah. So what about if you're if you catch a really big pike, like a specimen mm. pike, you know, mm. over over a meter? Yeah. Uh, if you if you grab him uh, by gills, does it yeah. not pay, place too much pressure on his on his neck on on the? Well, I mean, if you if
1: you want to uh, if you want to release him straight away you know that's the best thing you know not to take them out of the water at all you know that's that never happens and that never happens i know people that, want a picture of the that pike never you know? happened, that never happens yeah but i mean that's i'm just talking about the ideal situation yeah, you know of unhook, course, oh, unhook the pike outside uh, inside the water you know and don't bring them out at all you yeah. know uh, but if you have to move them out of the water you know, and to release the hooks and uh, to take a few shots you know Hold them uh, horizontally, you know, mm-hmm. not vertically, you know, because so support, support, support them with your, your the yeah, exactly, with it, you know, because, yeah. uh, or have them on the unhooking mat in the boat. That's ideal as well. Mm-hmm. I know uh, it takes a bit of space in the boat, you know, so it's not, not, not easy to have an unhooking mat in the boat, you know, if you have three or four guys in the boat, it's oh very tight. It's, you it's never you know, you know should have four guys in the boat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some people do it, you know, some people, I've seen it. You know. Are those boats can handle four people? Uh, I mean, um, they're insured for six persons, you know. Are but, uh, you kidding? Me? But uh, it's there not f- is absolutely no way. We're okay. talking about persons, not anglers, you know. Oh, okay, okay. If there's okay. anglers, a maximum of three, really. Ideally, two, you know. Three yes. is okay, you know, but yeah. no more than three anglers, yeah, you know. Ex- exactly. No, exactly. Not not just for the space. How but big for are the
0: boats that you that you
1: I rent 17 foot boats, you know. 17 foot boats. So, the so classical three anglers max, yeah, two lake optimal. Boats, yeah. So guys, yeah,
0: yeah. grab your buddy and uh, yeah. come here and yeah. go fishing. Yeah. Yeah. greg um, i want to ask you uh, one more question uh actually i have a tons of questions still but uh, um, we're talking about welfare of the pike mm-hmm. and, and, and handling fish properly and using proper equipment and, and and having that knowledge how to not damage the fish and so on so uh, obviously there are a lot of people who are listening to this podcast and in general who says well then don't catch a fish, don't go angling for a fish That's going to be best for pike welfare. You, you, you're not going to interfere with them at all. Leave them alone. Um, so for, for us anglers who are enjoying uh, angling mm-hmm. and we, you know, doing that for, for our enjoyment, there is a, there is a balance to be, to be struck somewhere between, uh, OK, uh, we're interacting with the nature, we're trying to interact with the mm-hmm. fish, we're trying to interact with the nature. Then we try to uh, sort of minimize our impact uh, mm-hmm. that we're causing by that um what how to do how to find that balance how to how to draw that well it's, i
1: can see the point that people say you know don't go fishing if you don't want to uh, eat the fish you know but uh, i mean there's a fine line you know between you know, being uh um, over sus- suspicious or over, how shall i put it now i see in Germany in example you know get certain counties you no know, where you have to kill the fish that you catch yeah that's you know crazy. that's the other extreme you know i mean uh, you probably trout fishing you catch a perch and you have to kill the perch you know for the sake of it because people deem it's cruel to just fish for the sport that's, 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 you know? that's
0: really something that that is really hard to wrap my yeah. head around it yeah for fish welfare, don't be cruel. If you catch the fish and kill it, you're club not cruel. Club his head. You know? Yeah, you're not <laughs> cruel, but if you catch it and yeah. release it, then yeah. you're cruel. Yeah. You're cruel, No, pastor. I mean,
1: uh, you see, I, mean, I, I can understand people if they criticize anglers just uh, if they're fishing for the sport of it. I mean, I eat fish, you know, and I eat certain fish, but I don't eat pike, you know. And even if I would like to eat a pike, I can't eat pike because pike over 50, 50 centimeters are protected. You know, so um, I I can't kill the fish, you know, that are over 50. I wouldn't kill the fish if they're under 50, because there are a lot of bones in pike, you know, in a small pike, it's not worth killing. You know, you get a long tail, a long Mm -hmm. head, and what's left is less than the size of a decent trout, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, if if you want to go fishing, you know, uh, be prepared to handle the fish uh, carefully. You know, use the right tools, as I said, you know. Uh, Learn how to handle the fish and the fish will go back undamaged and it's a pretty sight to go uh, uh, To see a fish swim away from the boat, you know in a healthy state, you know And that's my enjoyment in it, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean um, people may criticize anglers for catch and release, you know But the other opposite isn't good either, you know, I mean to be killing fish just for the sake of killing them Maybe even dumping and dumping them after, you know, yeah, that's crazy. It's that's crazy as well, you know, Mm -hmm so you can't force people to kill fish you know that's stupid you know yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah but then refrain from fishing altogether that's not an option either. that's like. not an option for me no, no 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 not really i mean you see uh strictly speaking you know you shouldn't drive a motorbike you know if you're not prepared to kill uh animals, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can count the amount of flies and insects on your helmet, you know, if you, if you drive a motorbike. So don't go driving <laughs> a motorbike. The, there's you know? is no hit and release. On yeah, the- exactly, you know. So, I mean, you can take it to a certain extremes, you know. I mean, if, if you treat a fish right, you know, if you treat animals right, you know, there's nothing wrong with it, I'd say, you know. I mean, if they, if they swim away healthy, you know. I mean, I doubt that they enjoyed the experience, you know, but uh, of course, you know, if they're undamaged, un, un, uh, if you unhook them properly, you know, uh, they swim away without any uh, scars or with any damage, you know, so it's, it's all right for me anyway, you know.
0: Yeah, but then also there's the, like, like, people uh, don't understand that really, uh, these are quite simple animals and, and they don't have the same amount of uh, uh, feelings or understanding yeah, as of we are. So yeah. it often happens that you're, You catch the same fish twice, and that fish just been released. Yeah, of course. And then you can say that it was actually the same fish because you can see some distinct marks on the fins or something, and you clearly caught that fish. You remove it from water, you unhook it, you put it back back into the water, and then uh, you know a couple minutes or or whatever later, boom, there's there's the same fish. Well, it
1: this didn't happen to me, you know, Uh, the same fish on the same day. Normally it wouldn't happen, you know. But I caught a fish. He had a hump on his on his back, you know, and very distinctive. You know, I gave him a name. I called him Fred because I caught him five times in two years. You know, <laughs> so it's definitely the same fish. You I didn't catch him after again. You know, maybe he was killed. Maybe he was eaten by other fish. I doubt that. He got in the I doubt snarker. that he got wise. You know. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like no after five times. You know, so uh, yeah, uh, no. but he was as healthy as the first time I caught him you know so it didn't do many damage you know yeah, yeah.
0: and, and just, just to wrap this subject of handling fish uh, when, you, when you're catching fish so obviously you're removing fish out of the water and if you see that the, you know it's difficult to remove your hook and, and, and you really need to work on that Mm. Uh, would you recommend to try to do this as well obviously you do it as quickly as possible but are you recommending to put the fish back into the water uh, maybe in a net so it kind of you know starts breathing again and then remove it back again and no no no
1: up? i i try to get the hook out as fast as possible you know uh, and if you can't remove if it, if i, I it. can't remove it you know i cut it and release the fish you know but i mean it happens probably once a year you know that a mm. hook stays inside the fish with me you know because i i as i said you know uh, I release them as soon as possible, and I hook them as uh, soon as possible. I don't wait two minutes, three minutes, ten minutes. You know, some yeah. people wait the cigarette length, you know, to to hook a fish. You know, when no, the, that's when, when the line goes, you know, with, that's, the, that's with crazy. The, you know, so that's crazy. You know, you that boul- you
0: have a, the, the, the traces in the gut of the yeah, fish. yeah.
1: You're body. asking you're asking for trouble, and the fish probably won't survive we never know even fish that swim back you know can die you know yeah, i mean yeah. uh, you're
0: asking for trouble greg will find you and get it.
1: <laughs> no it's it's you see i mean fish don't die on the surface you know yeah. most people have the imagination you know that if a fish dies is floating around on the surface it's bobbing around on the surface that's not true you know yeah. 99 of the fish die on the bottom of the lake yeah you know so and uh, sometimes I mean,
0: not die immediately there no they're, but uh,
1: uh, not, not just if you catch them, you know, I mean, uh, fish die as well as humans do, you know, so yeah. they die on the bottom of the lake, you know, mm-hmm. so they don't, uh, they don't bob up to the surface and you don't see them, you know, because yeah. uh, it would be shocking sight otherwise, you know. So, I mean, release them as soon as possible and do your best to have your right tools and your right pliers and right equipment, you know, sure. and then things should go well. Sure, you know? sure.
0: What's the biggest fish caught, the biggest pike caught on the lake? And was that you who caught it?
1: No, it wasn't me. No, it wasn't me. It was a 31-pound pike caught by a guy. 31? uh, Yeah, Roy Gretton, you know, an English guy. He's not living here anymore. He's living in London now, as far as I know. He caught two fish of 30 pounds and 31 pounds within 10 days. That was uh, in November. In November? Yeah, he caught them on dead roach, exactly, you know, in 12 meters of water. My biggest pike is thirty pound three ounces. So how I, how long is it and how big is it? The biggest pike uh, was one twenty one. It's one over 120. Yeah, it's one twenty. Yeah, one meter twenty one. Yeah, yeah. That's a huge pike. That's a huge pike, and as I said, you usually catch them in winter you know, the big mamas, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, the heavy fish. You catch mm-hmm. them smelly from, dead bait. Yeah, in the from, from now on till 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 February, let's say late February, you know, you'll be catching big pike, you know, maybe just one, you know, but mm-hmm. it will be big, you know. Got it, yeah. got it. So yeah.
0: 30 pound, the biggest fish. Yeah, yeah, that was
1: also about o-
0: over meter. Oh, 50. yeah, of
1: course. I mean, um, a 30 pound pike is always over a meter, you know, 20 mm. pound pike. Sometimes you catch a pike of one meter, one meter, two, you know, it's 20 pound. But an uh, average, you know, one meter five, you know, that's where mm. the 20 pound mark starts, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's depending on the time of year, of course, you know, yeah, yeah. after the spawning in May. They tend to be slim because they're worn out, you know, they yes. do a lot of fighting, a lot of uh, activity. You, you see know. the marks on their body. You see the well. marks on their body, you know, I can exactly say, you know, when the spawning is on, you know, because the pike are marked, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, the males attack each other. The females attack the males, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they don't eat each other, you know, at this yeah, time of year, yeah, you know, that's just fine, yeah. uh, the rest of the uh, of the year, the cannibals, you know, but during spawning time, they just... Just fighting for the best hands, you know, for the best, best uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, partners, you know. So um, there's a lot of fighting going on in. in And when we when it comes to assess the size of the fish, would you prefer the length or weight? The the length, actually, you know, because you do less damage again to the pike. You know, it's Mm -hmm. quicker to to get. It's quicker to But get overall, derivative. the
0: weight is more, uh, more, more. Is, is telling more about the fish and about the fight yeah. that the fish It is, in it is, it
1: is in a way, you know. But uh, you see, it's it's a different tradition, you know. If you go to the continent, let's say Holland, Germany, France, people measure fish. Yeah, you know. In Ireland, we weigh fish. You know. Yeah. So uh, for for the welfare of the pike, it's better to measure them. Mm-hmm. You know. Saying that, you know, if I catch a thirty pounder, I weigh him. You know, mm-hmm. if I if mm-hmm. I know it's a big fish, I weigh him. And you have to do it properly, you know, and uh, be as fast as possible. But of course, it's faster to measure it, you know, just to yeah. hold a tape along them. You know, yeah. And you know exactly how long it is, you know, the, the weighing takes a bit longer. you know. Yeah, of yeah. course, of yeah. course. You know. All right, uh, Craig. So for,
0: for all our listeners who, uh, who are listening to that and thinking, yeah, I should try, I should give it a shot and show up here and try some uh, pike fishing and maybe uh, see the beautiful sight scene and try, try lake, uh, uh, trout fishing on the lake and deep sea fishing and so on. What's the best way to get in touch with you? and uh, how? You how can to do
1: try that? my website, you know, it's a website there. Uh, it's pikefishingisland.com, pike-fishing-island.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on fa- Facebook as well. It's pikefishinginisland. You know, that's my Facebook page, you know. I can write me an email, irishpike at gmail.com. Give me a call, you know, if you're local, you know, just call in and I'll show you around. You know, it's no problem. You're welcome to have a look at the lodge, you know, and um, Fantastic. Yeah, get in contact with me. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So so on the Facebook, on the internet, um, uh, everybody who wants to try, it's, it's really, really well worthy. Uh, come over here, uh, see the lake, uh, get the boat, get on the lake. And if you like it, then uh, book your holidays. You're also taking like a longer bookings for for a week. Well, I
1: I start with one day or you can stay two or three weeks if you want to. You know Um, what I want to say as well, that um, if you don't have your own equipment, you know, we rent stuff. For Fiverr, you can rent mm-hmm. rods and tackle and the right uh, safety stuff, equipment, you know, and the right tools.
0: And you also have a little tackle
1: shop. I here got a well. small tackle shop. I sell stuff, you know, mostly to my own customers, you know, and uh, but I rent stuff as well because not everybody brings his own equipment, you know, especially mm-hmm. if you come by a plane, you know, mm-hmm. it's probably a bit troublesome, you know, to bring your rods, you know, mm-hmm. and, or you're worried about your rods, you know, mm-hmm. so you, you can rent all all the stuff here and it's decent stuff, you know, for fiver per day the right lures you get a net you get a, a box with all the tools and and two rods you know and you can fish away all day perfect
0: mm. greg uh thanks a lot for for that and uh i hope that uh we, you enjoy that as much as i did and i hope that our uh, listeners enjoy that as well uh so uh, uh irish pike at gmail.com
1: uh it's uh irish uh, irish pike at gmail.com is the email address uh, pike fishing in ireland is facebook and then we got a website. It's pike-fishing-island.com.
0: There you go. So Facebook, email, or just uh, plain old Google. Uh, if, you're, if you're interested, please get in touch with, uh, with Greg. Uh, and uh, that's a wrap. Uh, thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoyed. Greg, thank you very
1: much. Thank you as well. Okay. It was a pleasure.
0: You just listened to an archived episode of the Tommy Outdoors Conservation and Science Podcast. I invite you to take a moment and listen to one of the most recent episodes. I'm sure you'll enjoy it.